I'm Aaron Lawler Patterson, the Goodness Chick. I'm an international speaker, life coach, author, and proud part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Join me on the journey of empowering you to kick butt in life, not get kicked by life, addressing mental health, relationships, self-care, and giving back. So if you enjoy listening to Goodness Chicks podcast, which I hope you do, and you're interested in being a sponsor, hop on patreon.com slash goodness chick and you can check out ways that you can contribute five, 10 or $20 a month that goes towards funding our mission, my friends. Jumping into today's episode, we're gonna be breaking it down and talking about happiness. We hear happy, 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 joy, joy. Um, you know, one of my favorite songs when I was in high school was R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People, man. If you can't kind of bob your head and get grooving to that, um, I don't know what will. Great vibes. But with that, happy, happy, happy can be a term that's flippantly used because it has no teeth to it or it's underutilized. And happiness, happiness, happiness is something that so many people are lacking in today's world. You throw on, you know, you're, you're, you, whether you're hopping on social media, you're watching television, you're listening to the radio, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of happiness or messages to exude that are exuding happiness. It's, it's a minority in terms of time because it's mostly heavy, intense. We got a lot of serious stuff going on in the world, but when it comes to happiness, there's a whole lot of unhappy people. And I'm going to share with you guys, I, I had the opportunity to uh, read Max Lucado's book, How Happiness Happens. And I'm going to, uh, he broke down 10 ingredients that are really, that come from the teaching of Jesus Christ about what it means to be happy. I'm going to share five of those with you. And if you get a chance, you want to read just a solid, solid book that um, is eye-opening, that's inspiring, that'll really make you think and reflect if you're willing to do that. Because it's easy to read a book, get some awesome messages, but it's a whole nother thing where you're allowing yourself to really reflect and absorb messages that have the opportunity and ability to transform your life. And I'll tell you that this book is really one of those. And um, I'm in the process for the next few months of actually doing uh, in-service focused on this book uh, with, with a number of teachers in our area. And I'm really excited about it because so many of us, especially those who are helpers in the helping field, usually struggle when it comes to filling your cups up because you're giving, you're giving, you're giving in so many capacities, you're tired, right? And where we look at our happiness odometer, it can so many times just be revving, whether it's at E, half, three quarters, but rarely at a full tank. So today I want to look at five different ways that we can focus on making happiness a part of our everyday existence. And that doesn't mean that we're walking around with like super, you know, I think of the Joker smile, like, ah, like creepy, scary. That's, that's not what this is about. It's an internal thing that happens, a change an intention, a pursuit. And it absolutely, absolutely has the ability to change your life. And I think that is, I am confident that is just an amazing thing. So I'm going to focus on five things for you today. And the first one that I think is so easy and so important, but is so <laughs> underutilized uh, in today's day, it makes me really sad. Greet one another. Greet one another. Well, that sounds simple enough. Uh, I've been really, really aware of this the past week or so, where I 
make eye contact with another human being that I'm maybe a foot and a half from, whether I'm passing on the street, on my bike, at the grocery store. And I will tell you probably 90% of the people do not reciprocate. And so part of this greeting one another, it's allowing ourselves to let go when people may not greet us back because maybe they've had a really bad day. Maybe they didn't see you. Maybe whatever it is, fill in the blank. Because when we become people who greet one another with the intention of receiving a greeting back, we can harbor ill feelings or have thoughts in our head. Well, why didn't they say hi to me? Or why didn't they do this? And that's grumbling. That's negative. That greeting then really has no substance to it because we were looking at getting something in return, which is really human nature, but greet one another. It costs nothing. It takes a split second of your time and it has the ability to change somebody's life. Greet one another, make eye contact. In today's day and age with our cell phones, wherever we are, it's so easy where we're down, our face are down, our eyes are down. And we have lost so much of that personal human contact it's heartbreaking. All of us as human beings want to be seen. All of us as human beings want to feel that we are somebody. I don't care who the heck you are. And something as small as saying hello to someone might seem, this is, this is on page 68 of Max's book, what is small to you may be huge to them. Stories that I, I've had from students um, that I've worked with who had said that person, that teacher, that, that, that you know, peer of mine, said hello to me and it changed my life. And I mean that in a way of that I could go the whole day without saying hi to them, could go home at the end of the day and it was not fun. It was hard stuff they had to face. And that hi, that hello to that specific person and saying their name. And one of the things I kind of would, I, I've used in the past is that if I didn't know someone's name, I, especially the kids is, hey dude, hey man, what's up? And it's still, okay, I don't know your name. I can't remember it. I'm a little you know, delayed with that, but I'm saying hello. I'm making eye contact. I'm allowing you for that split second to know that, hey, I know you're alive. I know you're here. And guess what? You matter. Greet one another. You make that a 30-day challenge, you will begin to realize how many times we lose opportunities to say hello just because we're so distracted. Hello. How you doing? Have a good day. Whatever you want to get creative, go crazy train. Greet one another. And it's awesome. Number two, serve one another. So big, so awesome. Did you know that when we get on the mindset and the, the pursuit of serving, the mindset of serving others, not receiving, but serving, it actually triggers in our brain dopamine. Where we get excited, we begin to feel this we'll say natural high, if you will, we were meant to serve one another, not looking to get anything back, no strings attached, serving one another. That person in the office that maybe lost somebody that they care, they care about, right? They're grieving. That neighbor up the road that really has a struggle, you know, walking, putting the trash out on Tuesdays, offer to take the trash out. You know, that, that, that kid, you know, who may be, has a, has a disability, right? And, and, and maybe struggles with like getting out and, and meeting other kids. Well, walk over with your kid and that's a fellow kid and talk. Let's break down barriers and begin utilizing and looking at life with the eyes of Jesus Christ. Jesus served and he loved. There was no 
blind over his eyes for whatever color, socioeconomic background, what he could get out of it. Love and serve one another. When we make it something that we, oh, it's, it's, I'm going to, I want to serve. I want to serve. And, and I say, pray about it. God, give me a servant's heart because not all of us have that. Allow me to find ways through my day to serve other people. And you could say, Aaron, I just have a lot going on right now. I, I'm sure you do. I have a heck of a lot going on right now. It's not about making it something that is an obligation, but it's something that allows us to become free in a way that we've never experienced, allows us to get excited about giving and serving, and it fills our cup, our heart, our spirits in ways that until you catch that, you can't comprehend it. Serve one another. It will blow your mind. And with that, I'm going into the third one, which I love and I think is super duper important is encourage one another, encourage one another. One of the things that Max uh, has in, in the encouragement chapter that I love, you know, he's like, when it comes to encouragement, it's not expecting to get anything back, but what it does is have a boomerang effect, right? It comes right back to you and, and it's not expecting anything, but encouragement man is like wildfire. And one of his challenges that I dig I was actually talking with the teacher about this the other day. She said, yeah, I, I took the 122nd challenge that was in the book. And for 120 seconds, it was sharing with somebody that you care about and you respect what you appreciate about them, encouraging them, what things that make you, you know, whether it's admire or just like, why are you friend? Why do you appreciate them as a colleague? Why do you, you know, appreciate them, uh, you know, as a spouse, as a parent, as a best friend, as a sibling, whatever, the list goes on and on. Those people in your life, when's the last time you showered them with encouragement? I'm thinking, I'm not really sure. I told them they're awesome. And that's awesome. That's great. But think about where it's like, oh my gosh, 120 seconds. What the heck? How would I even do that? It's really neat when we start to allow our minds to go to that kind of 120 second mentality. That person, maybe that just has rocked your world, has, has made, just encouraged and inspired you, get on the phone. Yo, I just need to be quiet for 120 seconds. I just want to tell you what I think. Boom! Rattle it off. You will make their day, their year, their whatever. It's so rare that we receive just, it's not even accolades, just we're encouraged. And when our minds go to being the encourager, it's pretty fantastic. And, and one of the, um, the focuses, he says, you know, it's having six positives for one negative. It's so easy to gripe and moan and complain about things. But when we say, okay, if anything negative comes out of my mouth, I surely have, shall have been, you know, preceded by six positives and then six positives, right? And when we intentionally go after being positive, because negative is really, really easy, to say, well, I don't like this about this person, or you're, you're bringing me down with this, or I can't believe you did this again. Negative is so much easier, so much more toxic and fragmenting than positive. Positivity is kind of against our human nature in a lot of senses. You look out in today's world, there's a lot more negativity than positivity. Rock out positivity, right? Where you got that kind of, we'll say that Oreo effect, as Lakato uses, uh, make it a double stuffed baby, right? One of the teachers had used that reference and I was like, ah, oh, I love it. Double stuff, double stuff, double stuff, that Oreo. 
where you 12 positives for every negative. 12, just stack it, stack it. Positivity is massive. It is massive. It is massive. And it's encouraging one another. Um, and I just think, I know it's just such a beautiful thing. Moving on to the next one, which is forgiving one another. It's a big one. Big one, big one, big one. You might be listening to this and to Aaron, I have faced some serious stuff in my life. You know, I've been neglected. I've been abandoned. I've been abused. I've been hurt. I have no idea the pain you've been through. What I have learned in my own life, the hurts, the misfortunes, the things people have intentionally or unintentionally done to us. When I hold on to those things, it actually makes me a victim, right? They, in many senses, are freer than I am. I'm holding on. And it's, it's, it's very difficult sometimes to forget things. But my belief, this is me, when we allow ourselves to step forward, and, and for many of us, it might be, you know, I just have to pray about it. God, give me the ability to forgive. Give me to please allow me to. It's not necessarily forgetting, right? It's not saying, well, forgive this person who did this to you and, and go, you know, have coffee with them twice a week. Maybe it does mean that. Maybe it doesn't. But that forgiveness, because what happens when we, we hold on to things, and man, it's so easy to hold on to things. They become, we walk, and I've used this analogy before, that the invisible backpack where we just have these bricks that hold us down and they tire us out. And all of those things that have happened, those, those hurts, those negatives, those, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe it. And I, I, I don't know. But I will tell you what I do know and what life has taught me is I am a much lighter, healthier, free person when I made the decision with a number of things in my life that I forgive, I've released. And there have been times in certain situations where that person didn't even, I, I didn't sit with that person and say, I forgive you. Um, some of it has been, you know, over email. Some of it was, you know, in different contexts, but allowing ourselves for some people, I, I, it's, I have to forgive someone who is no longer here anymore. And I've said, you know what? You can write a letter, you can write that letter. You could tear that letter up. You can burn that letter, whatever it takes to free yourself. Forgiveness is massive. It is exponentially massive. Last one. Moving on here, my friends. Moving on. Moving on. Up. I like that song. I don't even know what that's from. Is last one, and this is one I struggle with massively, um, is pet peeves. Ridding ourselves of things that are just truly um, filled with judgment. Uh, I will tell you, I have some massive, massive pet peeves of mine, and I've really, really, really tried to get improve and ask God to just help me. Um, part of that, I think, I, I think is part of my ADD, where I'm kind of in tune to things that just, whether it's somebody, you know, um, eating with their mouth open or crunching, or uh, I'm trying to even think some of the other. I'm, I have pet peeves, right? And I know what it is. It is. <laughs> Um, removing joy from myself and sucking joy from the other person, right? It's like, you know, um, I'm, I'm flipping to this real quick in, in Max's book where, um, yeah, I'm going to say this actually, patience, learning to be patient with people with things that we consider maybe quirks or flaws. Uh, patience has a boomerang, where, boomerang effect. As we bear with one another, we preserve our joy and discover new reasons to smile aiming to reduce our pet peeves. And for some of us, it's saying, you know what, I just have to really intentionally 
focus on this or it's praying about it or it's just clearing our minds. Uh, but in, in Matthew 7, um, verses 3 to 5, you know, Christ talks about, you know, you notice the little piece of dust in your friend's eye, but you don't notice the big piece of wood in your own eye. How can you say to your friend, let me take that little piece of dust out of your eye, but look at yourself. You still have that big piece of wood in your own eye. You're a hypocrite. First, take the wood out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to take the dust out of your friend's eye. So that's pretty intense stuff, but it's true. Um, we all have our quirks. We all have things that can annoy each other. And when we focus on those, what happens is it distracts us from all the other beautiful positives that that person holds. It can affect our relationships. It makes us um, less patient. We are more inclined to be impatient, judgmental, and that's ugly. Um, and, and one of the things I, I love that he says is happiness is less of an emotion and more of a decision. It's a decision that we have to make. We have to pursue it. It has to be every day. We have to go for it. Even when we wake up in the morning and we feel blah fest, we feel bleh, right? Happiness, having that state of happiness that isn't dependent on having to drink a six pack, right? Or having, you know, to have three special brownies or whatever it is. So many people have an artificial sense of happiness. And when they sober up or when, but it's gone. And when we root ourselves and we pursue things that absolutely trigger our dopamine levels, that get us excited about being alive and we could sit back and I'm really happy. I'm really, really happy. And that's a beautiful thing. It's not an automatic thing. It's a pursuit that we have to go after with intention. And I'll tell you, my friends, if you rock these out for the next 30 days, it will rock your world. You'll, it'll have you feeling like you haven't maybe ever or in a really long time, and it will change your life. Happiness, my friends. And if you haven't already, hop on Amazon and do check out Max's book, Max Lucado, How Happiness Happens. It's a rocking, rocking, rocking book. Wishing you an exceptional day of peace, love, and happiness, my friends. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a lot more encouragement and life-kicking strategies on goodnesschick.com. Have a great day, my friends.